you are listening to the empowering indian expats podcast if you are an indian living abroad feeling stuck in an average 9 to 5 or a job or business that's not helping you reach your full potential this is the podcast to tune in where you will find your role models and learn from their dream struggle victory stories this is your host ehsan ali a long time id professional living in sydney australia who has made it his mission to find and unpack the stories strategies and life lessons of successful and inspiring indian expats to help you and i reach our full potential today's guest is someone who represents a typical indian expat who leaves his home with big dreams get stuck in the comfort of 905 keeps thinking about doing something on his own making an impact but the difference between him and most of us is he finally took the leap sukhdev was a successful mid senior it professional but today he is an internationally recognized sales expert who helps small businesses coaches and consultants create and grow revenue i want to know from sukhdev how he built his runway before he quit his job how he won the sales excellence award among 1500 participants from 150 countries I want to understand his complete business model which is pretty much online. He has a lifestyle business. He chooses his hours as well as his clients. I want to know from Sukhdev what he believes were the key resources and influences in making a successful transition from corporate to entrepreneurship. So let's talk to Sukhdev Sethi to get the answers, get some inspirations and some real learnings from his entrepreneurial journey. Hi Sukhdev uh, welcome to the Empowering Indian Experts podcast. Hi Ishan thanks uh, for having me here. Uh, just to give you the background on this podcast we talk to people just like you who left home for bigger dreams but uh, settled for mediocrity and then finally one day woke up and thought no it's not going in the right direction and then you took the leap. There are so many people around us who are on similar boat but they have not been able to take the leap. So the whole idea of this conversation is to bring in people like you and share with them and that it's possible create that hope and give some strategies to get started so why don't we start with a quick back story from you sukhdev i live in australia i came here in 2006 i came with only 3 grands in my pocket it was a borrowed money like my parents had given me and really just to to start a new life here in australia i just had one dream to get into corporate really be the best at what i do so i can give back to my family because my throughout my life i've lived away from them in boarding school since i was four and a half till year 12 in 2000 2006 i had come to 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 settle here i had already got my pr but okay. prior to that in in 2001 i was actually doing my masters in it in gold coast but I I, after i finished i went back and then i came to australia in 2006 again with a permanent residence and i got a job and i just stayed on from there fantastic and the other difference uh, you have from most of us is you were brought up in thailand not in india that's right so i'm of uh, indian origin i'm born in thailand i i was actually brought up in india because i did my entire boarding right from kindergarten from 4 and 1/2 till year 12 was in india and now i've settled in australia so thailand india australia my dad calls me the international son <laughs> <laughs> and so when you came back uh, after pr you started to work in it so yeah i i was always in it since i started in 
What was the first job you started with Sudhir? I was an IT programmer in a fantastic company here in Australia. It was uh, one of the oldest companies in Australia. It was in wealth management. Well, so I really enjoyed my time that time. And yeah. what, what language you used to code in? <laughs> Many actually. It was uh, mainly .NET, but I used .NET. to do a little bit of CMS coding as well. It was mainly .NET. Every now and then a bit of Java and then pretty much JavaScript. So it was like the main source of, of IT bread and butter was all those languages. So I, I did all of that. So I was doing database development as well. And yeah. uh, what was the last job before you took the leap into the business world? So last job. So by the time I, I finished, it was almost 15 years in corporate. I was emerging technology manager in a finance company automotive finance company. So that's the role I last had before I took the leap of faith into entrepreneurship. And that was? That was in December 2019, just before the pandemic hit in 2020. Okay. Perfect timing. Per perfect timing. And what made you move into entrepreneurship, Sudev? Was it a conscious choice or was it situational? Were you planning for a while? Uh, you built a good runway or you did in a very uh, knee-jerk way? It actually started in in 2006. I'm just trying to visualize that whole moment. When you talk about this, it just gives a very emotional feeling. It was in 2006 when I came. By 2007, I'm like, that's it. I want to actually have my own business because my family have a business back in Thailand. So I've always been in business. Not personally, but seeing my parents. Environment was always business. The environment was always in business because I, I feel that I'm built for bigger things and I want to make a big, massive impact in this world. So in 2007, I said, that's it. I'm quitting my job. I'm going to start my business. And I had a chat with my dad that time. And one of the reasons I came to Australia also was the business back home in Thailand had tanked, like really crashed. Since uh, 1997, there was an Asian financial crisis and the business never recovered. And my dad that time mentioned to me that, look, it's a risk. You stay in your job, just be stable, get some more experience. So I stayed on. And soon after that, in 2008, the global financial crisis occurred. And I was like, oh, thank God I didn't quit. That was the feeling I had. And that was the moment that I forgot about entrepreneurship for a while. I was like, you know what? Safety is important. But deep down, as I went on, I kept feeling that, no, I'm actually built for something bigger. Mm. I, I kept growing in my job. I, I became a team leader. I had a lot of people that I was responsible for. But deep inside, I felt that like, I wanted to do something a lot bigger and give back to my family. So in, in 2013, I was made redundant. The whole IT was outsourced. And I was like, what happened? I lost control of everything. All of a sudden, one day someone says, you don't have a job. And I was like, I need to do something now. And mm. that's when I said, look, I want to take control of my life. Right. So how do I do it now? I didn't have any anything to actually start a business. I said, okay, let me find another job. And now I'm actually going to work towards moving out of my job. So 2013, I got a new job. And then I started reading a lot of books about mindset, about business development, about business, about wealth management, about wealth creation. So I was just sort of learning all this process, trying to rekindle the whole mindset about the business environment that I had already forgotten by that time, which I remembered in Thailand. So I was trying to bring it all back. I started yeah. doing a little property investment here and there. And I was like, I don't know if I can actually do this. I really don't know if I can actually do this anymore. So self-doubt kicked in. Anyway, I, I invested in, a, in some property. I'm like, okay, let me try to do a few things. 
And then I got really comfortable at my job because I was growing. I was making good money at my job as well. But somehow I started feeling again that I was not fulfilled. Mm. And but by that time I was married. I had two kids. Now to take that leap of faith from employee to entrepreneurship, I was like, there's more risk now. My wife, my kids, what do I do? How do I do it? I'm like, it's okay. I, I'm comfortable in my job. Let me just move, like stick around. I'm mm. growing. It's okay. So yeah. I totally forgot about entrepreneurship and the whole idea that I want to give back to my family. I'm like, I still will do it. I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to help my parents. And by that time in 2008, so going back a little bit, I bought a car for my dad, you know, and which I always said that I wanted to give back. And that was the moment that I felt, wow, being in a job is allowing me to give back. So I stayed on. Right. But the turning point came in 2018. When my dad was with me in Australia, in Sydney, on a Thursday, and then he flew back to Thailand. The very next day, he flew back on Friday. And on Saturday, he entered ITU. And I was like, what just happened? His heart rate went from 80 to 190. And he was in ICU. And that moment, I was like, I've not done so much for my family. I've not done so many things that I said I wanted to do. I've just been in my comfort zone, mm. self-doubt. Anyway, I flew back to Thailand. Every, my dad recovered, thankfully. And in that moment, seeing him in the ICU, in the hospital, I felt that life had given me a second chance. Mm. And not a lot of people get a second chance. And that's when I said, look, come what may, I am going to do whatever it takes to really live my dream. And then from that time, I said, I'm going to do whatever it takes. That was... It was in May 2018. That's, that's May what happened. 2018. Okay. And from that time, I started, I was still working very much in my job. I was really growing again. But that feeling of fulfillment wasn't there. It was just a feeling like, why am I still here? Mm. And then I, I realized that I needed to make that jump into entrepreneurship. Mm. And that's when I decided, look, if I make the jump, how am I going to get clients? How am I going to support my family? How am I going to get people to pay for my, what, what am I going to do? Mm. And that's when I realized that I'm going to learn this new skill. Mm. And when I learned that new skill, it allowed me to, and I'll tell you in a second what that skill was. Mm. So I focused for the next 18 months straight, 40 hours I was working in my job, but on the side, another 50 hours I was putting in to learn the skill of sales, getting the income on the side, to sort of match the income that I was making at work. So I can right. make that shift. It took right. about a year and a half. But then in December 2019, I, I actually finally quit the job. And uh, I was really happy that I could actually make that happen. Fantastic. So your transition has been through learning sales and then selling, which we will get into it, what exactly you did, how you did it. And people who have similar thoughts as yours, how they can uh, learn from your journey. So what you did exactly? So I started way back while I was in my job. It was really bef before May 2018, I was sort of dabbling. You can say I was trying this, trying that. And I was like, I'll do it one day. And I was reading books, but it wasn't really like serious commitment. In yeah. May 2018, when I made that really serious commitment, I changed a few things like 
even as simple as when I was going for lunch before I used to have with, with other members of the team, I started having lunch alone. And in that moment of having lunch alone, I used to just listen to the YouTube, put, put the um, AirPods in and listen. And the videos that I used to listen was all about business, inspiration, motivation. So that became my, I integrated that in my life in terms right. of this is what I need to do. That allowed mm -hmm. me to over, I had a lot of self-doubt. I had a lot of self-doubt that how will I do this? Is it going to work? How long is it going to be? I built such a great name for myself in the company. I'm going to leave everything aside. It's going to feel like I'm restarting everything what I did 15 years ago. Yeah. It felt like that. Yeah. But that desire of when I saw my dad, uh, like life had given me a second chance. I saw him in ICU. I was like, no, man, I, I just got to do it. That became my inner push. That became my inner desire that no matter what, I, I have to make that happen. Yeah. So what's the first step you took towards building your sales skills? I then started, you know, those YouTube videos that I was watching online. Then I came across who became my mentor about, you know what, to really get into business, sales is like the number one thing. If you cannot bring in clients, like how are you going to make the money? How is your business going to survive? How am I going to make this impact in the world? How am I going to give? So all that came. So I started actually uh, watching a lot of sales videos. Okay. And then I invested in, in myself getting a mentor. Yeah. You know, and that mentor, I stuck with him. I learned from him. I started doing late nights, uh, doing sales calls overseas. I was in Australia taking calls from the American time zone. So I did that for full one and a half year. And, and that's what how did I... You, what, did you, what did you sell? I started actually working for other coaches and consultants that were selling their product online and they were passing me the leads and I was actually converting those leads into paying customers. I'm like, this oh, is good fun. And in that process of doing it, I felt this like, this is really fulfilling to me that people are coming in. They want to actually achieve their dreams and I'm able to, to really convert them to, to a paying customer so they can get the skill. And all this was going in my mind. And I was like, I can do this and I can do it. I felt really fulfilled in that moment. And I just kept going and going and going. And that's how I sort of I started connecting the dot that this is what I want to do. This is what I, maybe I can do this. I don't know, but I want to do this. Yeah. So that's how the desire built over time. It was an instant. Yeah, it, took about, it took about 18 months. Yeah. So let me understand this. So if I'm a coach or consultant, say, for example, I'm a life coach. All right. And I have mechanism to fill my funnel and somebody books the calendar and the message that person gets is Sukhdev uh, uh, from my team uh, will have a 15 minutes or 30 minutes, whatever, chat with you to understand your, your situation and find out whether we are the right fit for each other. That's how the conversation used to come to you. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And you then know? you would pick up the call, talk to this uh, potential client of this me as a uh, life coach. And then you will talk to them, assess the situation, and you already know what I offer. And then you see if there's a match, you close the sale. That, that's the job of learning to sell. And selling is what you were doing for one and a half years, is it? That's exactly right. That's what I was doing at night and on weekends. But what I did something extra on top of that was I then realized that, you know, when I was talking to, to, to the prospects, to the leads and saying that, hey, this is what you want to do. And I connect the dots. Yeah, and that's what I realized that what I was doing in my job with my team and my stakeholders, that's also selling. Similarly, yeah. it's just connecting people, talking to people. Yeah, so that was a big moment in my life. I said, I've always been doing this and I really enjoy talking to people. So I started integrating 
what I was doing uh, on the phone with my team and with my stakeholders. And I just build that every day. It became an integration in my entire day. Yeah, the so day and night both became... It became uh, that. I, I found a way to say... That's awesome. So what, what, are the, what did you learn as part of the mentorship or coaching from uh, your mentor? How is it different uh, from most of us learn in corporate world? And how long was that coaching for? Okay, for me, I've always had a mentor throughout my entire career as well. Because what, what I felt is with, with every level, there is another devil. You know, yeah. how do you overcome that? And I just looked at, if someone's already been where I want to go, I just go say, can you be my mentor? I did that the same when I came in 2006. Within three weeks, like within the first month itself, I found a mentor within the company. And through, for the next seven years in that company, I grew because of that mentor. Same thing when I changed my job, I found another mentor. When I grew, I had a leadership team. I found another mentor. And I was like, when I'm going to move into business, how, who do I find who's done business? And then that's when I said, look, I need a mentor. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing that I learned is, you know, it's not so much the skills. Like, yes, I was talking at my work with my team and it's all sales. But the biggest thing that I learned was it's actually the mindset. Right. It's actually how I looked at the way I looked as a as an employee versus as an entrepreneur. I learned that skill. And, and I, I never thought I could do it. It was very confusing at first. I didn't have clarity. I wasn't sure. I had a lot of self-doubt, but I kept going. So that's what I really learned from that. So as part of mentorship, you get the mindset, you get the skill set, you get the practice, all of those things together, right? That's correct. Exactly right. Yes. That's awesome. So one and a half year, you... Um, learned and polished your sales skill, pretty much others, including your mentor, you might have sold his coaching consulting product, whatever it be. And then end of one and a half year, now it looks like you started to think got to do on my own now. So let's get into there. So you uh, quit in December, 2019. And what was the runway built for you in terms of, did you already have clarity of how will your business look like now? or you will continue to sell for others, what level of understanding you had on the day you left your job? Okay, okay. That's a great question, by the way. It probably it started at least two years before that. The runway was actually being built two years yeah. before that. When I started doing the, when I started learning about sales, which I was going to transition, I didn't have the clarity of when I would go. I, I set a deadline. Yes, I did set a deadline. I missed the deadline, but I, I sort of moved in another six months and then I quit. But I went from zero sales, like zero, absolutely never closed sales. And in 18 months, I won the global award across 150 countries. And when I was in Canada on the stage in front of 1500 people for the very first time in my life, I've never given a speech uh, in front of 1500 people. When I finished the speech and I won the award, I came down. There was this person from Singapore. He walked up to me and he was like, how do you do this? Even I want to give back to my family. Even I want to achieve that freedom. Even I want to do so much in life. I want to make a difference. How did you have this confidence to do it? And in that moment, when he was talking to me, I started feeling that I was really able to say it out what I really wanted. And, and he was like, wow, can you show me how to do this? So I flew back from uh, Canada and I started helping him on the side. And in that moment of helping him, I realized that this is something that if I can do this for one person, maybe mm. I can do this for another person. And that's when I started getting more clarity that 
I really enjoy when someone actually gets that, oh, thank you so much that you've changed my life. Yeah. I felt that was a moment of realization that there was something bigger than me. Mm. It was not just me getting independence or getting feeling fulfilled or quitting my job and giving back to, it was something much bigger. Mm. And that's when I realized that when I quit my job, I'm actually going to go out there and help coaches, consultants, people who want to monetize online, mm. how to really convert their prospects into paying clients. It took me a while to find that, but that's exactly where I landed. And the moment was in helping a couple of people for free and trying to figure out what I was going to do. But that's actually how I really discovered that. In fact, where I found you was on a, a Facebook somewhere. There was a message where I saw that award ceremony where you won the you know Global Sales Excellence Award across 150 countries under your mentors mentorship. So that's when I started to connect you on LinkedIn. And now here we are uh, talking about it. So, Small world. Uh, uh, it's very interesting. So the day you left, you already had clarity of what you wanted to do. Did you have customers that point in time or you had to start all over again from zero? Good. Very good question. I didn't have 100% clarity. Okay. I did okay. not. Okay. still did not. I did not, not. I okay. did not have 100%. I, I had this feeling that this is what I want to do. Yeah, I want to help someone. I want to really talk. But I, I said, look, it's like, how do I, I put in my mind that, you know, when I started my job, I was like, I can do this, but let me get the job and then I'll figure out how to get it done in the way that I wanted to do. Mm. So same thing I had, like, you know what? I'm in a position that I feel I can help someone. I felt that when I started my job, I've got all the credentials and I've got everything I needed. I feel I can do it. But mm. until you do it, you really don't know if you're doing it good or not good. Same feeling I had. And I was like, this is a start of a new life. Mm. And I didn't, have, I didn't have the clarity of exactly what I wanted to do. But I had the clarity that I wanted to give back. Give back. Give creating. back to my family. Give back to the community. Make a difference. Like really make a difference. And I was really like, that's what I wanted to do. I felt there was something bigger than me. And this feeling at work, like not feeling fulfilled at work, pushed me a bit more into, hey, you know what, just go out there. And that's really what pushed me. And because I had announced it, that I'm going to quit my job, I said, look, I got to make it happen now because I've announced it. Announced with your family and friends or at yeah. work as well? I announced it. With, I didn't announce it at work. I announced it with my family and friends and I said, I'm going to do it by August. I missed it. But then by December, I made it happen. So, so that's, that's what on, happened. Yeah. On the day of leaving your um, job, you had an understanding, you already had one and a half years of good, solid experiences in learning and proving that sales is something you could do. And yes. a very, very good thing. One thing started to come in my mind, the environment that we are in, we look at sales as something sleazy, which is not. Sales is about uh, adding value to somebody and then money that you earn is a value exchange. Sales is not about shoving some product or something in somebody's throat. It's not. It's about solving somebody's problem. And with everything that you said, like you felt so good when the guy from Singapore asked questions and you were able to help him. So that is what has started to carry inside your mind that I want to help coaches and consultants create revenue, grow their revenues, because that's where most people get to start. They have some sort of a skill and experience in doing the work, but people typically do not have experience in uh, 
and you know actually selling and without selling you cannot really grow your influence and impact so i'm completely aligned with what what we're talking about so let's take on day one you have left your job you have some sort of clarity uh, you don't have any customer or maybe have one or two customer you have to tell me and you d- definitely have financial pressure also so what's going on in your mind on day one <laughs> so day one i was amazingly happy in fact i actually shot a video of me quitting my job as well handing yeah. handing my credit card handing everything i was really happy so i spoke to my wife she's a big massive supporter to me it wasn't that way but she we yeah. eventually had a yeah. great agreement yeah. and she said look we're going to do the business let's just go for a holiday so we took a month off like literally the a first month day off. we took a month and we hadn't flown back to to thailand for about for a year and a bit already i hadn't seen my parents she hadn't seen her parents my kids hadn't seen their grandparents so i'm like you know what let's just do it it was a really good decision we did because it was in january 2020 as soon as we came back the world was locked down right you know so it was really a very, i was very grateful that i could actually go back finally meet my parents she could meet her parents and we say look we've quit the job this is our next journey we need your blessings we need your support so that was the first thing i did it was more about being grateful to to just i, I finally done it i mm. i didn't worry about the the money i didn't worry about the clients i i was literally just it was just a moment of like I I can finally have control on what I want to do now and make a difference. Fantastic. That was, that was a feeling. So you come back refreshed in February and what happens then? So now in February now I'm like okay now what okay so I'd already I said look the biggest thing that I realized is the environment. So I started networking with other people in Australia. I joined a community uh, that taught me how to speak. on stage and online so i joined them i was actually really changing my network meeting other people networking coaches consultant who wants to move online so i shifted my entire the whole mindset from an employee i wanted to really shift it to an entrepreneur and the way to do that is really through the network with business owners and entrepreneurs and coaches so that's what i focused on in the month of feb the entire month i i, I pretty much just did that So there's a quick question here. Can yes. we go a bit specific? You said you got into a community where you learned speaking from stage. What community was that? So it was a company called Speakers Institute. You mean uh, the, uh, Sam Cotton? That's right. That's right. He taught me how to actually really find my message as well. I'm a big fan of uh, him, and I've uh, read his book uh, "Bouncing Forward." Yeah, it's a classic story of fighting. against all odds in life we have gone through nothing so they were right what sam has gone through so good to know that you were part of uh, that community so you did that for a month and that was predominantly to make your message clear so you can reach your potential customers and That's as right. well as uh, build bit more of getting your presence online or in public Well, yeah. yeah that was the the outcome that i actually wanted but my foundation that i was looking for is really being in proximity with people that were like minded mm, like because my, yeah. what i found is environment is key because when i was in my job just prior to quitting for about 2 years when i discovered that this is i started feeling that a lot of my colleagues and a lot of people that i was working with i could not resonate with them i i just started feeling that it's not their fault it's just that I was looking at it from a different perspective. That's when I started having lunches myself, watching the YouTube. And same thing when I came to the business world, I said I need to find someone that I can transition my mindset. 
I can't do it alone. It's just not possible. And that's when that was just one of the communities. I actually, I was still in touch with my previous mentor. His name is Dan Locke. He taught me how yeah. to actually do it. I was still in touch with him in his community. I had a few other mentors that I was going through, really changing that mindset. That was the number one thing I focused on in the month of February, the first month or the second month, you can say after I quit my job. And then March, the lockdown starts. And during the <laughs> lockdown, you have you have built your business uh, during the lockdown itself. Yeah, so I had to pivot because when I left my, I was thinking I'm going to be doing physical events yeah. and lockdown happened. And I was like, now what? It was like the, a welcome message to say, welcome to the entrepreneur. <laughs> it's not as sweet as, you know, I was thinking and I was like, okay, now what? But it is what it is. I'd already made that decision. And I was like, this is what I want. Right. And you know, because I had two years leading to what I was doing is I, I had prepared myself. I found the right mentorship. I found the right, right guidance. I was in the right proximity. The mindset was being built. And yes, self-doubt did kick in in the month of March as well. I'm like, now what? So but, before the COVID started, so with the community and the public speaking and all of those things you learned, what was the plan at that? You wanted to do live events? And yes. what's the model in brief? How does that model work? How do you bring in uh, uh, people who are looking for your kind of services into a room? How do you do that? So look, the, the live events, I didn't eventually do any because the world went into lockdown. It's still in lockdown. It's just starting open. So if I was to share what I was thinking, it would pretty much be on a theory perspective. So I, but what, what I've learned and what I was going to implement for myself for the live events is really running the ads, getting people to follow up, do an email sequence, uh, get them in and do a live event. Okay. I didn't do that. I pivoted okay. to online. So that's what I, I did eventually. Let's talk about the online thing. So there's a slight difference if I get, because the process of getting or filling the funnel is pretty much same. And the delivery that you wanted to do was live. Uh, I'm guessing you did it on Zoom or something. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about the model, the journey, and how it's been in last one, one and a half year. Where have you reached? So how does the whole business model work? What exactly you do? Whom you serve? Uh, how do you bring in your uh, clients? Okay, great. So uh, the problem that I saw, right, there's a lot of, uh, I looked at the industry, there's a lot of coaches and consultants now moving online. They're really great at what they do. The number one problem that I see they have is, they're getting leads, but they don't know how to convert their leads into paying customers. Right. So then they spend a lot of money doing ads, then self-doubt kicks in. They feel that, mm. oh, this is not what I want to do. I want to solve that problem. So I'm like, this is a problem that is close to my heart as well, because I'm actually been helping a lot of coaches and consultants previously. Right. I'm like I want to actually help them going forward to show that because all these coaches, consultants, they have something in common. They want to make a difference in this world. They want to help people. And that's in line with what I want to help more people. So I'm like, okay, great. I want to show you how you can actually get your pay leads into paying customers. That's the problem I solve today. So if someone's actually having a problem that don't know how to convert their prospects or leads into paying clients, I show them how to do it. Perfect. And how I start is I went back into where I started is over the phone. So I show them over the phone. Then I transition on showing them how to do on the webinar and then through email, and then through through chat mechanism. So the list goes on. But it's all about converting your leads into paying clients. So you basically transfer your mindset to them and also 
you give them the methodology, which you talked about two, three, four ways of doing it. That's exactly right. Correct. That's fantastic. So uh, as of today, what uh, business looks like? Business is good. It's been about one and a half year now. Yeah. I've got students from over nine countries. I've done, I've done, I've got a few people starting from zero. There's a lady here. Her name is Rupali. She's from India. She was not able to actually close $2, literally $2. She was not able to close in 35 days after showing her what I did. She was able to close 1500 US dollars. And then two, three months later, about three months later, she quit her job and she's gone full time into her digital agency and tarot card reading. So she's got two businesses now on the side. Fantastic. That's what gives me really fulfillment. There's another person. His name is Sanjay. He's a success coach. He had given up. Absolutely. Like, that's it. I can't do it anymore. We had a chat. I showed him the process. And after going through, it was a bit longer for him. It was about three months of, of nurturing and helping him. He found instantly after three months, he found three clients, three paying clients. And now he's flourishing as well. His business is going good. So that's what gives me fulfillment and a lot of confidence to to people to say, look, even I started from self-doubt, even I started from no clarity, even I started from zero confidence, but find someone that has been there, done that, talk to that person, get help and move on and ask for the guidance. You have a high relatability with people because they're going through the same problem that you went through when you started. That's right. Yeah. And to answer your question uh, in in complete business today, by by the the grace of the universe, and I'm very grateful. I'm actually being, I can spend more time with my family. I can actually, with my kids, you know, I drop them to school in the morning sometimes. I, I really enjoy that moment. And uh, now it's really seeing that others can also be independent, give back to their family, quit their jobs, build a business. It, it's, it's much, much bigger than me. So I, and that's the vision. That's the dream. That's, that's you know, what I really want to do. That's uh, pretty awesome, Sukhdev. And this is the best time to actually get in uh, business. And uh, if we can be in a community where people are going on the same journey, it becomes much easier. So I'm um, uh, very, very happy uh, for what you're doing. And uh, in terms of the process, uh, like you talked about uh, online ads and things like that. So the process that you give it to your clients uh, to close their sales is similar to what you do for yourself as well, right? Yes. So do you share your message online where people watch or you, how do you do that? Give me a little bit of insight into uh, so you are also a coach slash consultant. You are coaching people to uh, close more sales, create more revenue. That's what you're doing. And you have a, a step-by-step process or you have an ecosystem uh, that allows you to uh, get people in the funnel. And then you talk with them to see whether uh, you are the right fit for each other. And if yes, then you uh, onboard them as client and then you help them achieve their goals. So yes. what's your ecosystem or infrastructure or steps like? So the key here is with when it comes to actually, if you look at sales as like, hey, I'm going to sell this person. I'm going to like, that's what people feel. Many, many people say like, oh, sales is really, uh, you're pushy. But I switched on the other side. It's like just like you and I, we're just having a conversation. Right. right? And you're asking some great questions. And it's showing me that you really care. You want to know what I have to actually offer my story. And that's the same thing. 
it starts with the care factor. So okay. what I share with the, the first step in, in it's a three-step process. The, the first step I share is it's really it's a care model, okay. how you actually care for your prospects. You see, your prospects, your leads, or your clients, they don't actually care for your what you sell unless they know you care for them. So there's a process I show how you can actually care for your prospects, how you can make them feel that I'm here to actually help you. I'm here to serve you. That's the first step. The second step is then called connect. Mm. Now, a lot of people say, hey, this is my service here. Buy. No, but really, we want to understand where they are today, where they want to be. And let's show them how we can connect that. So there's a process that I can show you how you can do that. That's the connect phase. And then comes the third phase, which is called convert. At this point of time, people will be like, it's like you and I, we are talking now, we, we're sort of connecting. And when we connect, there's a little bit more question. Oh, by the way, can you share this with me? Can you share that with me? In this part, the prospect actually feels now, they feel relatable to you. Then they start you know, asking you more deeper questions. And in this process, it's all about how can you sh- understand their belief? How can you handle their objections? How can you really convert now? from just being a prospect to your clients. Mm-hmm. And when you are able to do this, you actually gain that trust. But if you don't do this process, they're not going to know you, they're not going to like you, and they're not going to trust you. So that's pretty much the process. Care, connect, convert. So you are pretty good in the last step, which is what you have mastered. How do you do the first step, which is uh, getting people in the funnels, so to speak? Yep. So when... The thing is, it's not the last step. The care factor is right from the beginning. The time of that touch point that happens. It's the, it's the, if you and I, if I don't care for you, how will you come to this step? No, it, the care starts right from the front. And that's the message. Sales is not a process that you do at the end. It's a process that starts right from the front. I completely agree because yeah. the tone, tone is set from the first conversation. Absolutely. Itself. So how do people find you uh, right now? Or how do you people, how do you reach out to your potential client? Vice so, versa. Okay. So there's a, like you found me, you saw my YouTube, uh, you saw my video online, correct? On, on Facebook yeah? somewhere. On yeah. Facebook, you saw on my Facebook, I've got a YouTube channel. I've, I've got, got a, a YouTube link, channel. Okay. I've got a LinkedIn profile. I've got a website, which is wealthoncommand.com. That's the easy way to come in. And then I do live webinars as well. So I've got a multiple channel in the front, depending on how I engage with people. All right. And exactly these channels, if you understand where your prospect live in, some of them are on LinkedIn, great, you can do a post on LinkedIn. So I tried a few different channels and I'm like, these are the channels that I reach out to people to show that I exist. Got Here it. I am to help you. And Got when it. they watch the content that I post on these mediums, they feel that, do I resonate with this person or not? If I resonate, then people start watching more with you. Hey, do I feel this person cares for what they're telling me or not? You see, that's the whole first process here. And at this point, it is actually a very crucial prospect is when people come in at the phase of the care, they are really suspecting that, are you really for real? Right. So there's so many people out there. Are you really for real? So they'll start checking you out. They'll start researching about you. That's the suspecting phase. When they watch your content and speak from the heart. You don't have to be anybody else because you don't want to attract people that you don't want. So mm-hmm. speak about what you, who you are from the heart. That's the first step. 
right? Mm -hmm. Then after that, people will start watching more content. They'll be in your content here. You show them how to come deeper into maybe a book a call with you or really watch more content. Mm -hmm. That's the connect phase. Mm -hmm. In the connect phase, they start really understanding, oh, this person is really for real now. Okay, let me watch some of the videos. Let me ask some of the questions. Let me watch. Let me enter the community to see if they can really solve some of my problems. That's when they feel that, you know what? This is when I start liking you. Got it. And when Got you start it. actually nurturing that, then they come to this point. And when you're able to answer their last minute questions or, hey, I've got one more question. That's when you gain their trust. So from a suspect, they become a prospect to a client. Got it. So my question was more around the channel. So you gave a very good yeah. answer. You tried various channels. So it's a Facebook, it's a LinkedIn, you do webinar, you do Facebook ads as well. So what's your best channel as of now? As of now, it's actually mainly YouTube, email, and Facebook ads, three things. Right. Fantastic. So again, it's a very short period of time, this conversation to understand the detail of everything. But you have already given enough understanding of uh, why you are in the business you are in, how does the business work, how it works for yourself, how do you help your customers. So you have already shared a lot. Now, a couple of uh, quick questions. So in a business, there is definitely a lot of freedom. At the same time, you may have challenges where you might have felt, I'm not sure if I'll be able to cross over. I'm not sure if I have to go back to job. Did you ever have those kind of thoughts like, okay, it looks like it's not moving. I may have to look for a job or that never happened for you. <laughs> Good question. Look, when I quit, right, the fear is there. Okay. The fear is there that, look, I've made this decision. What if it doesn't work? What if I have to go back? And it's also, it's also me thinking that, you know, I made this decision. I have to start all over again. It was in the beginning, a big, very big chunk of that. I've made it now. Now COVID has stuck. All of a sudden, I wasn't thinking this. What am I going to do? But then I realized this thing, right, is I could use fear in two ways. Either I, I use fear to sort of say, I'm frozen now. I don't know what to do. Or I use fear to, to fuel me to go forward. And that's what I chose to say, look, I could react either way. I'm going to use this to fuel me to go forward. And that's what I did. And that's what, uh, and the reason that I did that also is my daughters, right? They were, they were like the, the three, they're the four and six now. But when, when they started, they were like over three and three and five, three and five, two and a half. And yeah. Two and a half, three. And I was like, I want to be the role model for my daughters. You know, I want to actually share this story to them to say, look, there will be times in life that you have to make that decision. When you make a decision, it is about now living with that decision and doing whatever it takes to make it happen. So that was my driving force. And was it also a result of lots of mindset building that you went through with your mentors? Mindset is key. It's the, I would say, if not 80%, much, much more than that would be mindset because it's a totally different environment that you, you don't know. Now it's like in business, you're thinking, okay, it's not just you. It's your family. It's people who you employ, consultants you employ. It's about their family as well. It's about them as well. It's about making an impact to people. It's a, it's a lot more. So that, that whole mindset on how you actually deal with the unknown, it's a very, very big factor. So throughout this journey that when I was, again, I come to the, those lunches that I was watching YouTube videos, but that helped me build. 
the the communities I changed and I, I I improved myself in meeting with them. That builds upon the network, and it never stops. It keeps going. So absolutely, mindset is absolutely key. Absolutely. Definitely. But still, in terms of challenges, do you remember any of the challenges where you say, "Now I know how to uh, solve it." So if I have to do all over again. Uh, I would do differently. The number one thing I would say would be time. There are times that when I was in my job, even like like when I came here in two thousand seven, I said I was going to quit. Then you know I I sort of dabbled a bit, and then do I forgot about the dream, and I lost a lot of time. Mm. And and time is something that you, it doesn't doesn't come back. But life gave me a second chance. Like you know my my dad was in ICU, but not everybody gets that chance. So for me, I would actually if I I wanted to start a lot sooner. Okay. <laughs> you know? So it's it's once you know what what is possible and you know all that it's it's the time. So procrastination happens. It's now I know how to sort of handle that. I wish I knew that sooner. That would be my my number one lesson for myself to really just take the action and keep going and pivot as you go. That's okay. what I would do. Okay. In terms of any business decision that went really bad which now you know if you have to do it again you would do it differently for example the the sequence of steps in terms of choosing the channel to get out in the market or the delivery method whatever anything that you can think of which you now know you would do differently so again that's a, that's a that's a good question i look at it this way right i look at it this way is whatever i did allowed me to come to where i am today you know what i was when i was procrastinating and when i was not taking i was like i need to get everything perfect and i was i was comparing myself to others or oh, that person's doing let me do that let me do that and i probably started that way and then it didn't work out so whatever action you are taking you will find your path and and that's the beauty right all the mistakes i made all the failures that i had allowed me to succeed and where i am today so in terms of those bad decisions i probably say if it wasn't for those i would not have discovered my message i would not have discovered of what i really wanted to do i would not have you know got got the experience i needed to say look now don't do this don't do this don't do this for myself so that's the first aspect i would actually say the the second aspect that i i would have actually started a lot sooner is really find a mentor as soon as you can Okay. even before you start business so i i did actually find around sales but around business around getting clarity make sure you actually find the person who's been there done that mm. i tried to do it myself at the beginning doesn't work so mm. but it led me to this lesson that find someone who's been there done that i com- completely agree with you uh, you gave a lot of emphasis on having right mentorship and right surrounding So yes. what have been your top 3 influences across the journey my number one number one influencer would be my wife okay okay because before i didn't have a support when the support wasn't there it's just sort of struggles a little bit but eventually it's a part of the learning thing right mm-hmm. we are now like she's really supporting me in every way and Fantastic. without her i would not be able to do this number two in terms of influence what kept me going is this deep desire to keep giving back to my parents so sometimes i was like how do i do this i talk to them i get the emotional support number 3 would be my mentors and to to name a few dan lock was definitely my my number one mentor he gave me a skill that allowed me to transition out 
and really understand business, understand sales, understand mindset, understand clarity. So definitely I would take his name as the number one mentor that allowed me to move out from my job into entrepreneurship. So those are the three people. Any other resource like books or community organization that have been helpful in this journey? That's a good question. I read this book. uh, It's called Emotional Intelligence 2.0 by Dr. Travis Bradbury. So this is a book I picked up at my my work. And the funny incident is at work, because you're working in a team, you yeah. know, you sort of rub people off the wrong way and, you know, you don't get like, and I'm like, why? So I had this leadership coach at, at my work and he said, look, it's all about emotional intelligence, understanding yourself first before you can actually make someone else change. And when I picked up that book, that was a big shift in my life. Emotional intelligence 2.0. It allowed me to see that if it's going to be, it's, it's really, I need to change first. The self-awareness part was something that I really learned from that. It definitely changed the way I thought about uh, myself, about management, about relationship with people. And it's helping a lot because business is all about dealing with people. Fantastic. And any other community meetup organization that you were part of that have helped? And other communities that I'd invested the products in, like marketing was a big aspect as well. So Russell Brunson is another person, if, if you're familiar with him. So I joined his community, understanding, just be around people who are doing that. So you learn the click funnel, is it? Yeah, that's right. It's, it's all part of the sales process, right? Yeah. How you really care for someone. So I wanted to see how he's doing it. And many other mentors, but I think these are the three people that are sort of uh, really sort of, uh, went into the fourth one who I want to give credit to is this is very recent there's a person called Joel Bauer okay he's the person who's considered like the godfather of closing and present day and he's the person who actually taught Dan Locke he's the person who taught Russell Brunson so he's I've got him as my mentor as well so he's helping me a lot to take my skills to the next level what's his name again Joel Bauer Joel Bauer and I, I really give credit to to all of them, to transforming me uh, in inside out. That's fantastic, Sukhdev. So you have shared a lot. You, uh, you know, shared your whole journey. You uh, talked about the reasons of getting in. And what I really liked is you were very open and vulnerable in sharing that. I'm no special. I still go through those some of those challenges. I had those fears. I delayed in starting. Thank you for everything you have shared. How can people connect to you, Sukhdev? When you go on the website, it will actually take you to my Facebook group. Oh, okay. In, inside the Facebook group, there'll be gifts waiting for you as well. Uh, you can ask me questions in there and uh, we together, we can make a difference in this world. Fantastic. Uh, it was lovely talking to you, Sukhdev. I really enjoyed it and I wish you all the best for what you're doing. You've already started the journey and uh, you are on right track and wish you best of luck in everything. And we will definitely connect back on this platform again. Great. Take care. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Indian Expats podcast with your host, Esan Ali. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Sukhdev. Got some hope that it's possible to start a business with proper planning and execution. For me, the key takeaways were... Having a strong reason, having the right mentors and right environments are the vital ingredients to succeed in any endeavor. Let me know what were your key takeaways and do not hesitate to reach out to me if you are keen to explore new opportunities. 
I may be able to assist you myself or connect you with someone who has already gone the path you want to take.